0: wake up west georgia it's time for the podcast powered by coffee and mountain dew the morning five with bryce sparling and billy Lindall. wake up
1: west georgia it's time for your favorite morning podcast it is the morning five for the first of march wednesday march 1st 2023 as always it's brought to you by the parian lawyers nobody wakes up thinking man
0: i hope i hire a lawyer today but hey
1: Price today is one of your days. It is National Peanut Butter Lovers Day. I know hey, you that's me. love you some peanut butter.
0: I love peanut butter. I actually had peanut butter toast for breakfast yesterday. Probably will have peanut butter toast for breakfast today. Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big peanut butter fan. That's my go-to. You know, breakfast peanut butter toast or lunch. If we're in a hurry, I'll make a peanut butter sandwich and put that on the go. If I want to fancy it up, I'll slice up some bananas and sprinkle a little honey on there. Uh, but I am a massive, massive Uh, peanut butter fan
1: yeah i'm a big peanut butter fan too i love it i'm i'm more of a creamy peanut butter fan over chunky but that's just me
0: that is the most disgusting thing you have ever said in your entire life what gross gross creamy peanut 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 butter is disgusting
1: so much better than
0: chunky it is the worst of all the peanut butters it's terrible. It's it shouldn't even be. It shouldn't even be in existence. Creamy peanut butter is a slight against humanity. Oh my god! Awful. The worst thing ever created. Creamy peanut butter. Okay. I even get the extra crunchy. Uh, Peter Pan has an extra crunchy peanut butter. Oh man, it's fantastic. It's so good. So fantastic.
1: You know it's not fantastic. What's that? Hawks follow the Wizards last night. One nineteen. One sixteen lost by three we're back to 500 uh, yeah. yeah yeah way to go not Quint a great United, game one against zero one as a head coach
0: yeah let's fire him. let's fire him. Mean, bring nate mcmillan back it was obviously good turn, right? yeah oh and one we're back to 500 quinn schneider's a terrible coach let's fire him
1: pretty young had 31 points with seven assists Dejounte murray only had 15 points last night it wasn't the greatest night for dj but you know those
0: happen it, it wasn't a great offensive night honestly for anybody outside of Trey and it was only a good offensive night for Trey for three and a half quarters yeah I didn't see any of this I'm not gonna oh lie. man it was a frustrating game we played so well through the first three quarters defensively defensively we played okay um not great I I, I kind of question the the move that Quinn Schneider had with putting DeJounte Murray on Bradley Beal instead of putting DeAndre Hunter on Bradley Beal. I think that was a big mistake. Uh, honestly, I think we probably win this game if DeAndre Hunter is playing on Beal instead of DJ. Uh, offense offense outside of Trey wasn't fantastic. Bogey looked good off the bench. Sadiq Bey's offense looked good off the bench, but he is a massive liability on defense. Sadiq Bey is almost just invisible on defense. No Jalen Johnson. He didn't play again. I don't agree with that. I think Jalen Johnson should be getting more minutes than he is, but, uh, you know, it's sort of the coach's decision. A.J. Griffin has looked really, really off as of late. Like the past 10 games, I think he's shooting like like four for 27 from three or something. Um, yeah, he, he's not uh, – one for four last night, oh, for three from three with only two points. Uh, and somebody – I saw somebody on Twitter say that A.J. Uh, – they made a good point. They said A.J. Griffin's playing more basketball this year than he's played the last like four years combined uh, because he has had injuries the past couple of years or the, the first four years before, you know, coming into the NBA uh, and I, I thought that was an interesting fact because he had, he had injuries in college, he had injuries in high school. Um, so that's kind of an interesting thing to look into. Collins, Collins was okay over two from three, but he had 10 points. Uh, and like I said, Trey was great offensively for the first three and a half, uh, uh, three and a half quarters of the game. And then in the fourth quarter, the latter half of the fourth quarter, he went like one for seven from the field and then had a, had a massive turnover with like three minutes left in the game that led to a big fourth quarter breakaway dunk for the Wizards that put a lot of momentum in their area. Um, and sort of, sort of the, the tale of this game was the Wizards star, Bradley Beal, was better than our star, Trey Young, uh, in the fourth quarter down the stretch when it mattered. So it's, it's, it's a game that we should have won and it's a game that's frustrating. Uh, especially with the Quinn Schneider era starting off and back being back to 500, It's a very frustrating game, but sort of like the win against the Cavs, I, I don't want to take too much away from this. It, we'll see what Quinn Schneider can install his offense, but I, we're four games out of the playoff right now where you know, we'd host a play-in game. It, it's just frustrating, man. This team is, is one step forward and two steps back, it seems like.
1: Yeah, it, it really is cc had a pretty decent night 13 points 15 rebounds that's that's good for him um that's needed i mean cc's defense and rebounding is is definitely needed there's no doubt about that so um that's something that we've needed but you mentioned this it's apparently there's
0: how was the officiating last night it was horrendous it was the worst officiating i've seen all year it was, and it wasn't, it wasn't just like, it wasn't just the Hawks. Uh, it was, it was really bad both ways. Uh, I forget who, I forget who the officiating crew was led by last night, but this guy is notorious for making it known. Uh, Ed Maller, Brian Forte, and Brandon Adair. Um, and I think Forte was the leader on that one. And he's known around the league for making sure that everybody knows that he is the offici- official from last night and making sure that, uh, he is known, so right. it, it was terrible, man. It was it was absolutely awful. I think the officials thought that they were the center of the of the uh, the stage last night, and everybody paid to get their tickets to go into the arena to watch the officials officiate the game. It was really, really bad, and broke up a lot of the flow uh, that both the teams had. So you know, sometimes you call a timeout when the other team has some momentum and some flow. You didn't have to worry about that last night because the officials were going to blow some. Nonsensical foul and break up anything that was going on. It was horrid.
1: Oh, Hawks back to 500, as we mentioned. They The next game is what? Friday?
0: It's Friday. Oh. Um, let me look here. It is, uh, yes, it is Friday at home versus the Trailblazers.
1: Excuse me, we need it. Sorry.
0: Did you have a sneeze there?
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, Yeah, Friday at home versus the Trailblazers is the next game. Trailblazers also not a good team, 29 and 32. But do you know who else is 29 and 32 now? Who's that? The Wizards, the team we just lost to. (laughs) (laughs) So, theoretically, we should win. Uh, FanDuel had us as uh, seven and a half point favorites last night going in this game, and we lose by three. Oh, God, that's the worst. So frustrating, dude. So. I don't know. We'll see we'll see what uh what transpires with the Quinn Schneider air going forward.
1: Uh yesterday afternoon the Braves fall to the twins ten to seven. Um each. But you know what? Look, you know, we could talk about wins and losses in spring training. The more that I hear about this, the more that I I'm fine. Just because I, I'm not hearing any injury reports coming out of Northport. You know what I mean? Very
0: true. Very oh, true. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. Thing.
1: Uh, Braves, like I said, 10-7, uh, Kevin Pillar, three RBIs, Vaughn Grissom had two ribs, Sam Hilliard had a had an RBI as well, um, Ian Anderson though, one of one the third innings, four earned runs, three walks, two home runs. Yeesh. That's not great. And especially That's if you're supposed to be buying for that fifth starter spot.
0: It, it's funny the first uh the first two starts for the guys that kind of are competing for that fifth starter spot both yeah. of them have been starts to forget uh you know yeah, uh, Robert, i wonder if they're Anderson yeah 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 uh, i wonder if there's somebody laying in the weeds that might be able to uh battle for that that fifth starter position um, Mike Soroka yeah if he's healthy i sure hope he does i hope he i hope he competes for it i love Mike Soroka man and i hope he uh I hope he competes for it. I hope he can stay healthy. I, I, I like that guy a lot. I've liked him for a long, long time. I hope he can compete for it because, yeah, Ian Anderson and Bryce Elder. Now, it's it's one start in spring training. So yeah. I'm not going to – and who knows? You know, I've, I've always said this about spring training. Ian Anderson might have gone out there, and, you know, he's working on that, uh, that third pitch. I forget what it is, but he has a third pitch in his arsenal. I don't know. He might have – yeah, he might have thrown that slider like 90% of the time just trying to work it in different counts work it on different parts of the zone um you know he might not have thrown his fastball a lot or his changeup a lot or something he might have just been pounding that slider in there and it, it wasn't working uh so the game plan going into a lot of these spring training games is very different for pitchers they have certain things they want to work on they're not necessarily i know this sounds dumb but they're not always necessary necessarily worried about winning the game they're worried about working on this pitch, working on that pitch, working on this pitch in that situation, trying to hit this spot, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So, you know, I'll, I'm not going to take too much away from it uh, because I know Snicker probably is not taking too much away from it. Billy, really, the one thing that I that I like so far, this spring training that I've seen, every single time I pull up the box score from a Braves game, I immediately go to fielding and look to see if Vaughn Grissom has made any errors. so far through spring training, through the third or fourth game, uh, no errors from Bond Grissom. So that's really good to see.
1: Yeah, that's, that's huge. But, yeah. you know, it, I'm not really concerned about the errors as much as I'm concerned about, is he making the routine plays? You know what I mean? Like, plays that I, I swear it just seemed like with um, the, the dance we used to make, it just, he had like an internal clock he knew exactly when the, the runner was going to be at first and knew exactly when to throw the ball to get him out. I'm just wondering if Vaughn has that internal clock yet. You know what I mean? I would hope so. I, I mean, I, me too, but
0: is cool. worked, with, worked, with, worked with Ronnie Swanson. Or not Ronnie Swanson. Ron Washington. <laughs> he, he didn't go to Parks and Rec and uh, work with him at Pawnee. Uh, yeah, Ron Washington. I mean, he worked with Ron Washington in the offseason. So I hope he has that clock there. And I know he has the ability. So uh, one of the funny things that I like to see out of spring training right now is Ozuna batting a buck 67. <laughs> seems, seems right for a DH. Yeah, seems about on par for for our DH Ozuna our starting left fielder <laughs> lord. good lord uh, the Braves are back in action today I believe right yeah they got the uh, they got the Rays today at 105
1: yep and you can hear that on the Braves radio network with uh, our favorite guy who calls radio um, Ben Ingram on the call oh I
0: thought you were going to say Casey Bass him too
1: Casey uh-huh. Bass will be on the call tomorrow weather permitting
0: let's go yeah let's go yep. that'll be a, who, who's heard got do you remember
1: yeah harrelson county they've got a doubleheader.
0: oh cool sweet that's thursday
1: yeah tomorrow yep
0: nice i'll turn that on while i'm at practice
1: all right uh in news that bryce posted about yesterday that said that he wasn't surprised at all the falcons released marcus Mariota. i'm not gonna lie i was a little bit surprised about this really okay here's my reasoning and the in, this may just be Atlanta fan coming out in me. Just, you know, expecting the worst always. You know what I mean? Like I always, I kind of figured, well, with the amount of money that Marcus was owed, which I think was like, he was owed 16 million this year. Yes.
0: Um, yeah. It was 16, 16 million. And that, uh, so the cap hit, if he wasn't cut by March 1st, if he wasn't cut by today, the cap hit, it, it went from like, um, I'd have jumped up like $4 million or something, I think is what I was reading last night. Yeah, so this
1: move will save about $12 million salary cap. Puts the Falcons uh, salary number at, or pre-salary cap number at $66 million.
0: <laughs> $66 million, dude. I, I, I really want to know... I'd love to know, I'll have to look this up after the podcast, who the second place is in the NFL for most salary caps. I'd be shocked if it was over forty.
1: I bet you I bet you anything, it's not even the top.
0: Let's see. Let's see
1: what the Falcons Yeah, I
0: bet you the Falcons are not Oh, it it is. The Falcons have the most cap and most free cap in the NFL. No way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they they, they one thousand percent do. Uh Uh no. Falcons are first.
1: Uh, so that leaves the, on the quarterbacks while Rice is looking that up that leaves the quarterbacks uh, Desmond Ritter, Logan Woodside and Felipe Franks is the only quarterbacks left on the roster even though Felipe Franks is the tight end now
0: I guess yeah he's still listed on the roster as a quarterback but it's one of those deals where it's like you know that's sort of sort of a quarterback sort of not a quarterback you know um, let's see oh no you're right they are second yep holy smokes do you know who's first
1: off the top of my head no but I remember there was another one that was that was better off than we were the Bears okay that makes sense
0: Billy the Chicago Bears have almost a hundred million dollars in cap space and
1: they have the number one draft pick as of right now
0: holy smokes a hundred million dollars (laughs) yep Oh uh, yeah, they have 22 million in dead cap money, and they still have 98 million dollars. That team is a dumpster fire. Yep, yep. And the first place. So with the Falcons, with the Falcons moving off of Mariota, they have Ritter, Logan Woodside, who I'd never heard of until I looked up their roster today, uh, and Felipe Franks, who's listed as a quarterback. Not really a quarterback, but he could fill in if needed. Where do the Falcons go for a quarterback here? Do they draft a quarterback? Do they go to free agency for a quarterback? Do they trade for a quarterback? Do they? maybe do two of those things to pick up somebody because Woodside is not going to be a backup. He's not going to be on the active roster. Felipe Franks might be in a in a very tight pinch. I would hope he is not. Um, so, I mean, you're probably looking for at least one, maybe two quarterbacks to put on this roster.
1: So here's the funny part. You and I have been back and okay. forth about this, and I I disagree with you because I don't think it's
0: going to happen. Do you not think it's going to happen, or do you not want it to happen? I don't
1: think it's going to happen.
0: But do you want it to happen?
1: That I don't know either. Because okay. All right. So, Bryce Bryce seems to think that we are going to get trade for Lamar Jackson.
0: That's it. Market it eight, dude.
1: Um, the problem that I'm having with that is, A, we would give up a butt ton of draft picks and and – other people to get Lamar Jackson
0: yeah, for a franchise quarterback.
1: I get that, but at the same time he wouldn't be under contract
0: oh, for one year. Uh, no, he would have to be under contract. So the Lamar Jackson is going to sign whatever franchise tag allows him to be traded. And once that is signed, if he gets traded to another team, he has to sign a long term contract. That's part of Lamar Jackson's deal so if 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 the trade happens it will be a long-term contract given to Lamar Jackson okay. so Still, yeah yeah
1: the Falcons Bryce you saw this team the Falcons are not a piece or two away
0: I, see I disagree with you I,
1: I disagree with you there no see there we're not we're not a piece or two away we need we need all of our draft picks to basically hit and move forward I I
0: let me let me ask you this. Are you a piece or two away from winning the NFC South?
1: Well, the NFC South isn't that difficult right now after right. of what happened last year.
0: So that's a yes. Especially
1: with Brady being gone. I mean, who's going to challenge you?
0: Yeah, bingo. You're you're only a piece or two away from winning the NFC South. And if free agents can see that you're poised in a position to win your division, regardless as if you're a you know super bowl contender or not you're going to get some veteran free agents to come and play for the atlanta falcons the falcons don't have the issue that the hawks do for some reason uh where they can't get free agents you know people people free agents will come to atlanta especially if you have lamar jackson and cordero patterson in the backfield and uh uh who go who's the other running back tyler algier algier good lord i couldn't think of his name and, and and you know you got yeah Drake London out there you got Kyle Pitts I mean people are gonna come here to play if you can get Lamar Jackson I think I, I, I I'm gonna disagree with you and I'm gonna say the Falcons are only two one or two pieces away from being able to win the NFC South and, and Lamar Jackson's young he's only gonna be 26 this year so I mean he theoretically could have another six to eight years of prime quarterback play now he's gonna have to change the way he plays the older he gets but uh, Lamar Jackson's talented man.
1: I'm not. I'm not arguing with the fact that he's not talented.
0: Sounds like you kind of hate Lamar Jackson. That's what it sounds God, like. To here make. we go again.
1: Now I'm just. I'm worried about the amount of draft capital that we would have to give up for him.
0: It'd be a lot. Yeah. It'd be a lot. I mean, it'd be. I'd be multiple firsts. I would think. Um, and on the flip side, if you wanted to, if if, if you think Lamar's not going to get a long term contract done. With the Ravens, you could just wait it out one year because he's going to get franchise tagged this year. And you could wait it out one year, hope he doesn't get traded, and then try to go after him in free agency next year and not have to trade any draft capital for him uh, and just pick him up on the free agency market. Now you're going to have to pay him bukus of money, but um, that's what the NFL is now with the quarterback market. So, yeah. um, and, and at eight, a lot of the projected box that I've seen, there's been a quarterback that, is, that falls to eight. Uh, you know, I don't know if you want to spend do what
1: cj stroud at 9
0: 10 yes i've seen strad falling to eight or beyond and if cj strad is there at eight and you don't draft him that's going to be you know two two draft classes where you have had an ohio state quarterback who i still think justin fields is gonna be a good quarterback but that, that would be that would be two drafts where you let a quarterback go past you and you don't draft him uh, and, and that's sort of unforgivable. I,
1: I know that you, yeah. you think that Lamar is a better quarterback and he, and he probably is, but yeah. What about trading for Justin Fields instead?
0: No, no, I wouldn't. No, I don't. I think the bears are going to ask too much for Justin Fields. And I don't, I don't think fields is, I think, I think the last report I read was that the bears are going to keep Justin Fields and trade that number one pick. Uh, that may, and maybe that's something else that the Falcons want to visit is they work with the Bears to have the Bears trade down, Falcons trade up, the number one pick and draft. You know Bryce Young or the, the the person I've seen going number one overall in a mock draft is old Cuzzy from Florida. Like where the hell did he pop up? From? Uh, I I forget his name, yeah, but no I, way. I, yeah, Richardson I think is his yep, last name. Um, yeah, I, yeah, like like really over over. No, C.J. Stroud, Hendon Hooker, and and Bryce Young, and I like I don't know, yeah, Will Levis I, that that threw me for a loop. Will Anderson, like, uh, you know, serious? I don't know that that threw me for a loop. But yeah, I don't know, maybe the Hawks look at trading Not- up for the first round, uh, first overall pick. Falcons trade up to the first overall pick with the Bears. I don't know. It's it's gonna be very interesting though. The next couple of months leading up to the NFL draft, we're gonna have a fun NFL draft party. There is no, I, I can't wait. I can't wait, man. We got to figure out the logistics of that and and all that fun jazz. But it is going to be it's going to be a big blowout, and it is going to be an absolute blast. Um, and I should I've been saying this for a month. I got to create that thing on the event on Facebook so everybody knows about it and knows where to go. Yeah. It's BYOB. Nobody come expecting anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Billy, you ready for the Marine South scoreboard from last Let's night?
1: Let's do it. A lot of green, man.
0: A lot of green. And a team making history. So you know we're in the basketball playoffs right now. Yep. Mount, Mount Zion last night, Wilcox County at home, forty-six to thirty-eight. The Mount Zion Eagles take care of business. Zoe Holland puts up twenty points on the final game that she will play in the Mount Zion Coliseum. They needed it. Emily Bird got into foul trouble early on in the game. She had to sit for quite a while, and Zoe Holland sort of made up for that offense that was missing there. 20 points last night, an insane defense once again by Coach Tyler Wright's team. They win by eight points. They're going on to Valdosta, and I I don't know if we have who they will play yet. Uh, We were looking that up last night to try to figure out uh, who they'll play in Valdosta. Let me see if they have updated that. I don't see it updated as of now. Um, but they will head down to Valdosta on Saturday and play at 1 p.m. down at Valdosta State. Yeah, that's
1: that's huge. So I'm, I'm so thankful. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you were able to be there and call that game. And then I'm also glad that you're going to be in Valdosta and call that game. I mean, I I'm, will be. I'm, I'm so pumped for this.
0: Yep. I have uh, I have my schedule set up. And when, uh, when Temple tonight, little preview, when Temple uh, beats Mount Vernon tonight, I will also be in Milledgeville Friday night to call the temple final four. Yeah. So I have, I have my map out. I'll, I'll, you know, I know where I'm going to be and when I'm going to be. But yeah, Mount Zion victors last night in baseball, Mount Zion also beats Banneker 18 to nothing. Heard falls to Pepperell six to nothing. Harrelson County at Bowden. I couldn't find a score for this one, Billy, Uh, which is, which is kind of odd. Bowden's usually good at getting scores out for baseball. Um, couldn't find a score for that one, unfortunately. And Villarica beats Central 13-11. to 11. That must have been an insanely fun, fun game, game to watch out man. there. 13-11, <laughs> to 11, dude. I bet that was absolutely a blast to I'll watch.
1: I'll to uh, uh, Riley Presnell this morning to find out what's going on with that one.
0: Uh, and lacrosse, Carrollton beats McEachern 18-1. to 1. That is, that's, that's fantastic, man. Lacrosse, really? uh, Carrollton boys having a good lacrosse season out there in Carrollton uh, in soccer, Mount Zion falls to Rockmart girls fall two to one and boys fall seven to two Bremen versus East Coweta. I uh, couldn't find a score for that one. I'm sure that'll pop up during the day though. Bremen's pretty good about getting their scores up the day afterwards uh, for all of their sporting sporting events out there. And then Bowden falls to Harrelson County, the girls six to nothing on the Smiths floor covering games and events calendar for tonight in basketball. Elite 8 matchups, Carrollton versus Cherokee at 6 p.m. And then Temple versus Mount Vernon at 6 p.m. I'll be on the call for that one tonight for Hometown Sports Media. Check out uh, the the new revamped social media platforms we have for Hometown Sports Media. We'll be posting links and pictures from that Temple versus Mount Vernon game all over the place. So if you can't make it out to the, uh, the Temple Tigers den, then uh, w- listen to us on the, uh, you know, the website, the link, right. the URL thingy in baseball tonight, Villa Rica versus Lithia Springs at five 30 temple at new man at five 30 in Bowden at Harrelson County at five 30 in soccer, Villa Rica versus Trinity Christian boys at 7 PM Trinity Christian. Uh, I'm kind of bummed that I will, I won't be able to attend the Villa Rica versus Trinity Christian boys soccer game. Cause uh, one of our, one of our old head coaches from around the area is now a Trinity Christian. Uh, was gonna go out there and, and talk to him a little bit and then also in soccer temple versus modell girls at five boys at seven and then in lacrosse east calwita at bremen girls at 5 30 and boys at 7 p.m
1: that'll be a fun game to do um i may come out to temple tonight it, it really depends on how my day yeah. goes so we'll see how this thing goes
0: Bryce, you need another cup of coffee Indeed I do, sir. Indeed I do. Another cup of
1: coffee brought to you by the realtor Hannah Strawn with the Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. Uh, Spoke with Hannah yesterday. We um, basically sent her all of our stats for the month of February, and she is very happy with the growth of the
0: podcast. So we went from five to six listeners, guys. (laughs) Yeah. time.
1: Uh, Vanessa Bryant, the <sighs> widow of uh, Kobe Bryant, settles crash photos suit for $28.85 million.
0: Yeah. settle it with the Los Angeles County um, for the, the deputy sharing crashes of the 2020 helicopter that the helicopter crash that killed Kobe Bryant and their 13-year-old daughter, Gianna. Uh, absolute scumbags. Um, $28.85 million is not enough to... You know it, it doesn't heal any wounds or anything I know. uh i mean that i i that's just one of the most disgusting despicable things i think anybody could do that is that is horrid man absolutely horrid. Yeah. um
1: this one hurt but mostly because i'm a hawks fan. rangers land patrick canes for the blackhawks um as a,
0: I didn't know Kane was still with the Blackhawks. Yeah,
1: they, he's been there his entire career.
0: Really? Oh man! So that's, I, that, that's not bad though. The Blackhawks suck this they, year, right? Just like, just like my Columbus Blue Jackets do.
1: They do, but it, it, yeah. and Kane and, and Tays are both in their final year. Um, but that doesn't make it any better. <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's one of those things where you trade this guy to a team. Hopefully, he can compete for a Stanley Cup. Had a great. an amazing run with the Why is he, being, why is he being
1: freaking? <laughs> what he's got three cups. Why is he being freaking selfish?
0: You know what's better than three Four. cups? Four cups.
1: Yeah, and, and you know what? He's <laughs> going to go play with a buddy of his, an Artemi Panarin, who played with the Hawks before getting traded out. Um, so that's, he
0: played with the blue jackets yeah, too right yeah he went to the he went to
1: the blue jackets and then went to the, to the rangers so um Kane and uh, he had the bet like it was the year i think it was just one year that panarin played with us it a year kane was outstanding because panarin was the perfect line mate for him so um, I'm pumped for him to be able to play for Panarin but it sucks to see him leave man you know as a, as a Blackhawks fan seeing him win three cups for you um, and grow up in the organization it's it sucks to see one of your favorites leave and, and that's actually my sister's favorite Blackhawk so he's gone but you know good good on the Rangers yeah. uh, the Bengals on T. Higgins trade rumors find your own wide receiver
0: I love that sound click uh, from Duke Tobin, who is the director of player personnel for the Cincinnati Bengals. There's been a lot of rumors floating around that the Bengals are going to trade T. Higgins. uh, And at the combine today or yesterday when asked about it, uh, Duke Tobin said, go find your own wide receiver. We're keeping T. Higgins.
1: (laughs) The Hawks considered (laughs) drafting a quarterback amid positive Geno Smith talks.
0: Yeah, so, you know, Geno Smith had an amazing, amazing year, the best year of his his career with the Seahawks last year. Uh, Talks are going forward with extending Geno Smith out in Seattle, but uh, Pete Carroll said that they're not completely shutting down the possibility of drafting a quarterback in the first round.
1: Uh, There are no umps when the Orioles and the Pirates played an unneeded bottom of the ninth inning.
0: Please tell me you saw this. No, I didn't. This is... Oh, So the umpires left the field after Baltimore's John Lester grounded out to end the top of the ninth inning with the Orioles trailing seven to four, officially ending the spring training game. Uh, But they decided to play the bottom of the ninth, you know, despite the despite the because they wanted to get the reps in, I guess. And I think the officials thought the game was over and left. the Orioles said they wanted to get some work in on the mound for right hander. Oh, Freddie Gomez. Uh, the teams occasionally agreed to shorten or lengthen spring training games, depending on needs. Yeah. So it's pretty funny. They played an entire half an inning with, with no umpires just because they wanted to get some, you know, some reps in for Gomez. I don't mind that. It's just goofy. It's spring training, man. Wow. There's, There's no real rules. It's sort of like the Wild West of baseball.
1: Finally, today in 1988, Edmonton's Wayne Gretzky picks up a first-period assist in the Oilers' 5-3 win over the L.A. Kings. The move ahead of Gordie Howe as NHL's all-time leader in career assists. Howe had 1,049 assists in 26 years. Gretzky had (laughs) 1,059.
0: Almost did it in a third of the time. <laughs> Nine years. There's a reason Gretzky is known as the yep. great one. He can. He's the. I think he's the only undisputed goat in yes. all sports. A thousand percent. Yeah, I think he is the only undisputed goat. Yep. Bryce, you got anything else? And let's get out of here on a hump day, uh, beginning of March. And uh, don't forget, everybody, go to the Temple tonight. Pack out that gym. Uh, Last time we were out there against Dublin, it was standing room only, and it's going to be even more amplified tonight. So if you want a seat, I suggest getting out there probably half an hour before tip. All right. For Bryce
1: Sparling, I am Billy Lindahl. Have a great day, everybody. We will talk to you all tomorrow. Same time, same place.
0: Shake your neighbors. Just shake them. Shake your neighbors.